Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Dr. Mike Wall. Well, there was a big announcement earlier this year that the Canada Games would be coming here to St. John's in 2025. The announcement came with support from our municipal and provincial governments, our sports bodies, and athletes all in attendance. Today, we'll talk to some of these folks and learn how these games will help our community, foster a healthier population, and drive economic benefit to the province. The Canada Games is a marquee competition for young amateur athletes from every province and territory, and they're set to be held here August 2nd to 24th in 2025. It will welcome about 2,000 athletes and bring in about 20,000 people, according to organizers. Numbers that should delight our local businesses and tourism community. The event will leverage existing infrastructure that remains from our previous Canada Games, and will also add in some new improved facilities. Today we'll hear all about it with interviews from Premier Fury and Mayor Breen, as well as those that are organizing and have participated in the Games. Today we get our first glimpse at what we can expect when the Games come here in 2025. So let's get to it. Hi Premier Fury, welcome to the show. Hey Mike, how's it going? Great, great. We're talking about something really exciting here today. We're talking about the Canada Games coming. Now it's still a few years off, but how is the government preparing and why are we so excited as a province about the Canada Games coming? Oh, we're incredibly excited about the Canada Games coming uh, to uh, St. John's and the surrounding area. We're preparing by working with all levels of government, including Mayor Danny Breen, who's been a great partner in this initiative, and the federal government to ensure that we're prepared to host Canada and uh, Newfoundland and Labrador will be on full display. Not just the uh, athletes, which we're incredibly proud of and supportive of, but uh, the full scenery and tourism. We will be ready to, to host Canada here for these games. So there's there's lots of benefits to having the games. What are some of the things that you see as being really tangible advantages for us hosting the games going forward for a province? Well, I think, you know, you can break them down into immediate, short and long term or immediate, medium and long term impacts. Uh, and the, the immediate ones, of course, will be the, the economic return to the province's capital and uh, supporting municipalities. Uh, in economic returns from uh, just the frank travel uh, and the economic and tours that will travel here and, and invest here uh, to come and, and watch the games, the athletes themselves, their families. These are all people who will be coming to spend money in our province, and, and there is a direct economic impact of that. In the medium term, of course, th- we're hoping that this will fit with our government's focus on building a healthier Newfoundland and Labrador. And it will uh, inspire young athletes uh, to continue to train and reach their full potential. And even those who can't reach the podium or can't train and, and compete at that level, we hope it inspires them to develop an active, healthy lifestyle. And in the, in the long term, we're hoping that, uh, you know, some of the infrastructure that's available now will be available after the games will be legacy piece that will allow Newfoundlanders and Labradorians to avail of that infrastructure like the Aquarina from the games in the seventies uh, to become healthier. And, uh, and that's a real legacy piece for the games and, and should be for the province as well. Exactly. I think that that's one thing that people should understand that there may be an economic cost up front, but hopefully these, this infrastructure and the economic benefits from the games themselves, but going forward will also be uh, something that we can avail of for some time to come. You, you mentioned people coming here as well. This will be in a few years. So tourism should be back in full swing. How do we expect the tourism to benefit as a result of the games? 
I mean, I think this will be uh, huge for tourism operators here in the, in the province. We know that people who are going to come here are going to come here and not only see the games, but they're going to travel around the province. We know that Newfoundland and Labrador is often, often a bucket list destination for many Canadians. And this is a, uh, an incredible opportunity for them to come support their team, uh, their family member, or to just take in the the celebration of the games themselves, but after or surrounding the games, before or after the games, they have an opportunity to go explore our beautiful province. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're, we think that there, this can be an incredible economic driver, you know, potentially even for years to come, because we know that these people will go back to their home provinces, their hometowns, and, and tell the story of Newfoundland and Labrador and how incredibly welcoming we are and what incredible scenery we have here and how it can be a bucket destination and for many others across the country. That's excellent. You mentioned one thing about the, the the social impacts as well. Having the games, will we be seeing infrastructure just in the city or will there be some in some surrounding areas as well? Uh, my understanding from talking to Mira Breen, who is, of course, the host, most of it will be in St. John's, but there will be in the surrounding municipalities as well. I think the goal and objective should be that whatever infrastructure that uh, we are potentially investing in will be used, of course, uh, well into the future for the Northeast Avalon. And I'm sure Mayor Breen has uh, fully uh, thought of that as, as the and the organizing committee, of course, have thought of that uh, moving forward. Uh, and that's why as a province, we're happy to support it. Great. What will we expect to see from the government in preparation for the games over the next little while? Will we see some some uh, added exposure and advertising and things like that to help promote what's going to be available to folks? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's too early to kind of fully say what the marketing campaign will be or anything like that. But we will certainly we recognize this uh, this opportunity and uh, the teams are hard at work to try to make sure that uh, we capitalize fully on the opportunity that's uh, from these games. Uh, This is a incredible chance for us to celebrate our athletes, our province, and our country. And we'll be there uh, to do that and make sure that we do it right. Excellent. Thank you so much for joining me today and also for having your team promote it and bring these games here. I think it's going to be a really exciting time for everybody involved. No sweat. Thanks, Mike. Thank you. That was Premier Shuri sharing the excitement for the event as the host province. When we come back, we'll chat with Mayor Breen, who will share how the city is preparing and why he and City Council wanted to see the games come to our shores. We'll be right back after the break. Welcome back. In this segment, we'll be talking with Mayor Danny Breen of St. John's and what we can expect to see as we ramp up for the Canada Games in 2025. Let's check it out. Hey, Mayor Breen, welcome to the show. Hey, Mike, good to see you again. Yeah, it was great for you to be back here. Every time you come here, we're talking about something exciting. We were talking about the holidays before, but now we're talking about a really cool announcement, and that is that in 2025, we're going to have the Canada Games here in Newfoundland. Tell me about that recent announcement. Well, you know, the back uh, was Newfoundland's turn to host the, the Canada Games in 2021. But leading up to that, the provincial government of the day decided that we'd be better in a better position to host in 2025 and, and did the change with, with Ontario, who the Niagara region is hosting the 2021 game. So we began, we went through a bidding process, even though Newfoundland was hosting it and St. John's was the one who, who you know, the facilities are here, for, a lot of them are here for it and has the capacity to host it. We still had to go through a very rigorous bidding process which we did and just recently been awarded the games. That's amazing. And I'm sure there's lots of reasons to do it, but what were some of the real big pluses of hosting these games here for for our city and for our province? 
Well, you know, if you if you just reference back to 1977, and when we hosted the Canada Games, it was it was uh, the most significant sporting event held in in St. John's at that time. It brought new facilities to us that we never had before. The Aqua Arena was built as a result of that. St. Pat's Ballpark was rebuilt for the Canada Games in '77. Lions Park softball field came from that. Greenbelt tennis courts came from that. So there was a whole array. King George V Park. There was a whole array of facilities that we're still using today. And over the years, we've maintained them, invested in them. And we have some of the best uh, facilities in, in, in Canada for those sports. We still have to deal with other facilities like track and field and re- refurbishment in tennis is, is going to be required and other, other ones. But generally, we're in good shape for facilities, mainly because of the 77 games. That's great. I mean, we build onto the current ones and we take care of the ones that we already had and we end up with a bigger infrastructure. And I mean, from my side of things, I see that as being a huge benefit for the population. When we think about who uses King George or who uses these different uh, establishments, what do you expect? What are the long-term aspects will be for recreation for, for people in the city? Well, I think while we, you know, we we uh, we punch above our weight, I believe, in in terms of uh, elite athletes. If if you look at the uh, just recently just watching uh, professional hockey, where we're looking at Clark Bishop with Ottawa, and of course Alex Newhook just joined the uh, Colorado Avalanche, and you look at our, they just named the national, identified the national Canada softball team membership, and you know, I think it's about 40 percent of the team is from Newfoundland. So you know we. We do we do very well, but that takes not only does it take the athletic uh, abilities of of uh, the athletes, it takes coaching, it takes good organizational skills, and it takes the facilities to be able to train uh, really high level athletes, and this helps us get our facilities to another level. Well, I mean, I think one other thing that would be important too is exposure. You're going to have young athletes that are coming up and in four years are going to be able to compete, but there's going to be other kids that are watching, other people that are watching, they're exposed to new sports. What are some of the things that you're excited about when it comes to that? Yeah, so what usually happens in the lead up to the games is you'll see Newfoundland and Labrador, particularly the St. John's region, will be hosting more regional and national competitions. So when you do that, you get kids that go down and watch those sports and find a sport that they may like. I mean, curling uh, took advantage of that when Brad and his rink won the uh, gold medal. And again, when he won the Briar, and you still see the benefit of that today in some of the children's programs mm-hmm. and uh, some of the young people playing there. So it just opens up other areas of sport that uh, that young people uh, may not have seen before and right. uh, exposes them to it and gives them an opportunity to participate. Right. And then we have the facilities for them to do those sports afterwards, too. You know, you mentioned the Briar, huge sporting event, drove lots of people to the city. There has to be an economic benefit for the city and for the province for having games like this as well outside of the facilities. Yeah, so the the Briar in a in a I think it was a ten or twelve day period had an economic impact of around ten million dollars. So uh, the Canada Summer Games in a in a two week period and a bit more than that uh, would be like having ten Briars. So we anticipate would be somewhere in the range of a hundred million dollars in impact, and that's something that uh, coming out of the times that we're in, we're we're going to need. It also provides a community building and community spirit, and not to mention the advertising of our province and our city across the country. I mean, uh, well, you know, the coverage, TV coverage and 
you know, if you re, if you recall back to the Briar when it was here, every time they went from a commercial and came back, there'd be a picture of somewhere in St. John's that would be shown. So that amount of uh, advertising for our tourism is just hard to even quantify the value of that. Uh, so it's all these things and, uh, and, you know, something for people to do and something for people to enjoy and participate in. That's right. And it'll be all over the city. So there'll be economic benefit for all sorts of regions within the city and the area around uh, St. John's. Um, you might end up with a bigger population. People fall in love and never want to go home. Yeah. yeah and, you know, and, and if you look at the games, I mean, we're going to be using facilities from uh, Luggy Bay Middle Cove, Outer Cove, uh, St. John's, of course, Paradise CBS, Mount Pearl. And we also have a, have a unique statistic here is that we have one of the highest rates of people who visit St. John's for a convention, either come early or stay late. Mm-hmm. So they rarely just come for the three or four days. They come for the, the front and back of it so they can experience what we have here in our province. And many times they travel out over the island. So this economic impact is not just going to be for the Northeast Avalon. It's going to be right across the province. That's really exciting. It's really exciting. Well, I mean, you think about so many places you can go within less than a day's drive. So, you know, why wouldn't you start at one side? The other people will be driving and not just flying as well. What do you expect will be some of the responses when it comes to things like businesses? Is there any historical information that shows that certain types of businesses thrive outside of our traditional tourism ones? Like, in other words, it drives different types of economic boosters? Yeah, you know, the, the, obviously the restaurants and the uh, and the taxis and the the buses, the tours, the tour companies do uh, do very well in this. But it comes down to you know companies that are selling mementos of of Newfoundland and Labrador, music. Uh, you know, we we uh, uh, with the with the arts community that we have here. Um, just so many opportunities for people to be able to uh, listen to our music, experience live music downtown like you've mm-hmm. never seen before mm-hmm. anywhere else. And and then to be able to bring that back and, and expose it to other parts of the country. We have a, a, a truly a, a gift here for providing a unique experience. And uh, we're going to get the opportunity to showcase that to the country. That's excellent. So leading up to the games, we've got quite a ways to go before we get there, but there's lots of time for prep. And uh, what will we see coming from the city and from the province to help promote it and get all of us ready for action when the games hit in 2025? Yeah, so where we are right now is we have our, our host committee is, uh, is being put together. They've uh, transitioned now from a big committee to a host committee. Uh, Carl Smith, who's former executive with Fortis, and uh, Kim Keating, uh, with the, an executive with the Cal Group, are our two co-chairs. And, uh, you know, they're, uh, they, they've really gotten behind this. They've attracted a wide range of people uh, to assist them in this, in this effort. And we've got people calling or emailing every day to uh, to volunteer for this i think we're going to need upwards of about 5000 volunteers to to pull this off so you're going to be seeing that type of movement forward we'll be establishing our uh, our, our business operations and you'll see some work being done at facilities around the city and around the uh, region that's excellent. We're two very smart people. I know both, uh, both great people. The last thing I guess we would say is if people want to learn more, is there a website that's currently set up or a resource that people can start to go to to get information, especially for young athletes that may be looking at training for the games? 
Yeah, so as the big committee moves forward, we'll be having the, the website set up. Uh, the young athletes uh, are certainly going to be able to uh, look forward to a lot of information and uh, other opportunities for people to volunteer in the in, in the region and become part of it. I know in 77, a tremendous number of people volunteered because they just wanted to be part of it. And I know I saw on Facebook the other night, people that were talking about where they volunteered and what their jobs were at uh, at different venues in the city during that time. And, you know, we just love to welcome people here. We love to uh, be able to show off our, our city and region and province to them. And this is just another great opportunity. And I can tell you that we're going to put off the best Canada games ever. That's great. Well, thanks so much for going to the effort and getting a whole team to put this uh, put this program together. I look forward to it myself. I can't wait to see it. And thanks for joining me today to give us all the info. Thanks, Mike. Take care. That was Mayor Danny Breen sharing the city's perspective on the announcement that the Canada Games will be coming to St. John's in 2025. When we come back, we'll talk with Tom Godden from Sport NL about what the games mean to our athlete development here in the province. We'll be right back. Welcome back. We're talking about the recent announcement that the Canada Games are coming to Newfoundland in 2025. In this segment, we talk with Tom Godden, Assistant Chef de Mission for the Athlete Delegation in the upcoming Canada Games in Niagara Falls. He shares what having the Games here in 2025 will do for our athlete development and athlete supports here in the province. Let's check it out. Hey Tom, welcome to the show. Thanks Mike, thanks for having me. I'm really glad you're here. We are talking about a really exciting announcement that has been made. We have the Canada Games coming here in 2025. Before we talk about that, can you tell me a little bit about your role with the organization? Yeah, well, I'm the former president of Sport Newfoundland and Labrador and was on the board for a number of years and most recently have been doing some uh, coaching education work with Sport Newfoundland and more recently than that, I was named as the assistant chef mission for Team Newfoundland for the 2022 games in Niagara. Right. Excellent. And so not only do we get to have teams playing sports again and competing, but we're going to have them hosted right here in Newfoundland and Labrador coming up in 2025. Tell me about those games. Yeah, exciting stuff. It's been a while uh, because Newfoundland and Labrador was actually slated to host the games a number of years ago. And for various reasons, it, uh, it was delayed. And finally, uh, we got to the point where it was decided that 2025 was going to be the year. And then the bid process opened up and through the jigs and the reels, St. John's and area were awarded the games for 2025. So it's, it means a lot for the sport community, not only in local area around St. John's, but the whole province as well. That's right. That's right. And we've talked a lot about, you know, some of the value when it comes to infrastructure, tourism, things like that. But what does it really do for the athletes themselves in our community when it comes to sport development? I guess as much as anything, it provides opportunity, opportunity from the perspective of uh, having exposure to top notch officials who will want to come to this province to see the venues prior to the games, coaching the provincial government in Sport Newfoundland and Labrador have put a great emphasis on coach education in the past, and that will continue leading up to 2025. So coach education opportunities for all the sports involved in the games, and even that'll spill over to uh, winter sports as well, because you know that kind of initiative sort of spills over. And then the other aspect that I think people don't 
really understand or realize that is prior to the games, the year or two prior to the games, many of the national sport organizations will want to see and experience the venues here in this area in preparation for the games. So we'll see a lot of test events at the national level being hosted here at our venues using as many of our local officials and volunteers to have them experience what it is to host a games. So, you know, the volunteer aspect of the games is going to be tremendous. Uh I mean, they're looking at in the vicinity of 4,000 volunteers for the Niagara games right now, uh, which is being hosted next year. And I don't think things will be, you know, very uh, different for the 25 games. So access and opportunity for our athletes to be exposed to all those things are going to happen related to the games leading up is going to be fantastic. Wow. Well, I, I, you being involved with games uh, in various places, what's the experience going to be like for the athletes to be able to compete here at home in front of their friends and family and neighbors? Well, it's an advantage. You know, it's an advantage when you're uh, competing on your home turf in your own specific weather conditions, what we're used to here. And that's going to be a factor. No, no doubt about it, that the weather will play a role in these games. And I hope for the positive for our athletes, because our athletes will have been used to uh, competing in in our conditions, of course, Mm -hmm. and the opportunity to compete against other provinces and territories in your own venues where hopefully you'll have lots of opportunity prior to the games to do your training and preparation. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So we're, we're still looking you know, four years off, but time flies. And are the athletes that potentially will be competing, are they starting to look towards that goal of making the Canada games team now? Yeah, we've already been in touch with many of the sports that will be involved in the 2025 games. And most of the coaches for those sports involved in the games will be into a quadrennial planning process. Uh, meaning a a four-year lead-up to the games. They'll be beginning now to start identify those athletes, some of which uh, may be young enough now to compete in the 22 games in Niagara and then carry on to peak at the 25 games. You know, that's uh, ideally what you'd like to see happen. But, you know, there are coaches out there now with all the sport organizations really with their eye on the games. And as I said, uh, Sport Newfoundland and Labrador, along with the provincial government, responsible, the department responsible for sport, are uh, in communication with the organizations and encouraging them now to start thinking long-term and take advantage of this opportunity to prepare our athletes so we can be at our best for 2025. That's going to that's gonna be extremely exciting. Now, I, I'm sure you cannot recite the list of all the different events that are in there, but what are some of the types of sports we're going to see at the Games? Well, the newest one that's been approved is Rugby Sevens, and we know our history with the success of rugby in this province, so there's lots positive to anticipate for uh, potential successes associated with rugby. But, you know, the the typical sports that we see in summer games would be basketball, cycling, soccer, swimming, tennis, uh, wrestling, diving, soccer, softball, athletics, of course. So those are a few of the, few of the sports that we'll see. You know, there are 18 sports involved in the games. I don't think that's going to be any different again in, in 2025. 
and we will see upwards to 300, 300-odd athletes representing our province over the two weeks of the Games, uh, with around 67 coaches and managers from this province being involved in leading those teams. So, you know, these are not small numbers. And if you compare that to the Olympics that are happening now, the number of athletes that uh, is representing Canada at the Tokyo Olympics is 370. So we'll have a little over 300, not too dissimilar. Well, that's, you know, and, and the thing is, a lot of the athletes that are competing in these games, maybe the same games you see representing Canada someday, this is the development process. And this is why these games are so important, right? Yeah, it's a good point. Uh, Mike, I just read the other day that of the 370 athletes representing Canada at Tokyo, 131 of those, 116 of those were, were Canada Games alumni. That's amazing. And that's, that's so, great. Yeah. And you'd listed off some sports there that I know Newfoundland's going to do well. We got rugby. I heard softball in there. I know we've got a, a growing basketball program as well. It's, it sounds like an exciting time and it gives us something to really work towards as a community, I'm sure. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I think we have to work hard now over the next four years to ensure that our athletes are given every opportunity to have their best success in their own home province uh, with their own cheering fans and families here to support them. And, you know, the timing of this is great because, you know, by the time 2025 gets here, we'll be hopefully completely through the COVID uh, thing and we'll be able to see lots of fans in the stands and lots of family support. So that's uh, critically important as well. I love that. I love that. And people can show off our province to everybody and just how lucky we are to live here. You've mentioned volunteers a bunch of times. Now, I'm sure you don't have details right now, but when the games do start approaching, how will people know how they can get involved? Because I'm excited to be involved in whatever way I can. Yeah, well, the, the host society, which I think is just near being finalized, and that's, that society is made up of volunteers who uh, basically like a board of directors, I guess, that will run the games. They'll be busy hiring staff leading up to the games. And those individuals who will be reaching out to the community through public advertising and requesting volunteers in a whole host of areas. You know, there's got an athlete's village to manage. Most of that is managed by volunteers. You've got, you know, the feeding areas for our athletes. You've got all the venues that require volunteers to manage from a security and parking and all those kinds of things that typically go on during games. So if you've got an interest uh, in a particular area, whatever, I mean, I'm old enough to remember back in 1977 when we hosted games, the last games, uh, summer games here in St. John's. And I remember the day when I was at the, uh, what was then the track and field complex or the Mm -hmm. athletics complex selling souvenirs and hearing the roar when Blair Tucker won the gold medal in swimming uh, from the Acarina, the open doors of the Acarina. So, you know, I still have that excitement and and sort of uh, memory of the 77 game back then. That's exciting. I, yeah, I, I just did a show on the regatta for last week's episode, and it was uh, is interesting. You know, sports add a level of excitement. They give us our memories. They're something that really get ingrained into us. So I'm excited to see it. I'm excited for all the young athletes to get a chance to participate and, uh, and like I said, get to show off for their friends and families. Thank you so much for taking the time today, and thanks for all your work in getting these games brought to the province. Thanks, Mike. That was Tom Godden, representative of Sport NL. 
When we come back, we'll chat with Nathan Young, who's an athlete representative for the 2025 Games and has competed at the highest levels of curling in both the Canada Games and the 2020 Youth Olympics, where he captured a gold medal. We'll be right back after the break. Welcome back. We're here with Nathan Young. Now, Nathan is a youth athlete representative for the 2025 Canada Games Committee. As a member of the Newfoundland and Labrador's curling team, he competed in the 2019 Winter Games in Red Deer. Nathan led Canada's national curling team as a skip at the 2020 Youth Olympic Games in Switzerland, where he also competed in the mixed doubles competition and he captured the gold medal. He joined me to chat about what these games mean to athletes and what we can expect from their perspective as the games approach. Let's check it out. Hey, Nathan, welcome to the show. Hey, Mike, how's it going? It's going great, man. It's going great. And I'm really glad you could be here today because we have been taking the Canada games from the whole spectrum. We've been talking to people from government. We've been talking to people in the sport agencies, but now we're talking to the people that really benefit from it, the athletes. You know, tell me a bit about your background and your sport and, and everything we need to know about you. So, uh, so yeah, thank you. Thank you, Mike. And thanks for having me. And, uh, you know, I love how you're, you're reaching a lot of people because, uh, ultimately it's uh, all those different kinds of organizations that come together to make this possible. So, uh, so that's all great. So yeah, my name is Nathan Young. Um, I'm currently, uh, doing a, in my second year of bachelor of commerce and bachelor of arts and economics at MUN. I I'm a curler and I went to the Canada games in 2019 fortunate enough to represent Newfoundland and Labrador at, at those games in Red Deer. So our, our curling team has been together actually now for seven or eight years. And uh, the second or third year we were together, we started, you know, we we're like, this is going pretty good. We like, we love playing with each, with, with each other. And, um, and we said, look, we, we have to start looking ahead now and, and started to plan our goals and what we wanted to do. And, and the Canada games for us was the, was our first major goal. And, you know, we knew we had two or three years to start really focusing in and working towards this. And, and so we did. It's, it's what was our first big motivator to start training harder and going to the gym and traveling to get more experience uh, across the country and uh, working with sports psychologists and all, all that stuff. And our trials were uh, in April of, of 2018. And, uh, you know, we, we were fortunate enough that it all came together well for us that week and we won the trials. And at that point, we knew we were going to Red Deer. And, and then again, it was another level. We said, okay, now we know we're going to the Canada Games. What's our goal now? And, and you know, our goal is obviously to win or at least finish on the podium. Mm -hmm. And so that was another motivator. Now we're training harder again, going to the gym, you know, maybe an extra time a week now going, you know, working harder with our coach and, uh, and our team of, um, you know, of supporters. And, um, then we, we got to the games in February of 2019. And, um, for us, this was our first national experience. So we, you know, we didn't really know what to expect there. And, uh, you know, we ended up making it to the semifinal and, uh, I had an open draw to the eight foot to uh, make it to the final and I missed and I'm still not over it, but it's okay. And, uh, you know, it's uh, what I, you know, it's so much comes out of the Canada games experience, you know, um, you know, beyond just the sport and competition itself. And, uh, you know, we, we learn from wins. We learn from losses. We meet, we met so many great people. We got to travel to so many uh, great places, work with great coaches and you no, know, I wouldn't have it any other way. 
So it sounds like you guys, when you were starting to curl, you realized that you had a good chance of making the Canada Games. You started to prep for that about how soon before the Games? Because the Games are about four years off now for us. Was that when you started to realize that you had a chance making it? We certainly, like I said, we got together and we started to plan what our goals were for the next few years. And and the Canada Games, we knew, was three or four years away. And that was that was top of our list. And um, we knew that we'd have to win the, the Newfoundland trials, the playdowns, to uh, to earn the, the right to represent our province. So that was really, uh, I guess, our main focus. Because we knew we couldn't go to the Games unless we won the trials. So we had mm-hmm. to work hard and make sure that we timed everything was right we were peaking at the right time in that season to to win the trials and um we didn't find we didn't know we were going to the canada games until april 2018 and then the games were in february of 2019 so it was less than a year before the game started so that's why it's so important to really while you're training for the trials while you're training to earn your spot to go Mm -hmm. it's more than just training to earn your spot to go because you're also training to perform well at these games because you don't find out, I know for, for curlers, other sports are different than Mike. I don't know, you know, how far in advance people find out, but um, sometimes it's a really, really uh, tight turnaround and all of a sudden, boom, you find out you're going. And now a few months later, you're at the game. So it's, uh, it's important to keep that in mind for sure. That's right. And curling is a unique sport where you qualify as a team and your whole team goes. A lot of people try out for a team and they become one of many from a collection of athletes from from around. So a very unique experience for you right there. Tell me about what it was like to be at the games. What was the atmosphere like? What are the athletes going to experience when they see it and they get to go to the games just like you did? For sure. So like I said earlier, for us, this, the Canada games was our first national experience. And, uh, it's unlike any other nationals you might go to because it's, it's Canada's version of the Olympic games. It's a multi-sport event. You're not just competing against curlers or you're not just seeing curlers around the athlete village. You're seeing, you know, hockey players and snowboarders and all these, all these, well, that for us, cause we went to the winter games, but, mm-hmm. uh, um, you're, you know, it's, it's unlike any other national event you'll ever experience just because of the scale and, you know, thousands of volunteers and, you know, the, the staff and the mission teams and, and hundreds of athletes, thousands of athletes that go to these games. And, uh, you know, everyone works so hard to get there. Mm-hmm. Everybody appreciates what everybody else had to do. There is a huge amount of respect for your other athletes. Um, you know, and, and I think everyone really, really understands, you know, it's, it's quite an honor to make it to this event and, you know, just soak it all in the energy level is so high. The volunteers are, are so uh, excited and passionate and supportive of us. And lucky enough for us, a large part of our families were able to go there too. So to have them there is very special. And uh, so it's just, you know, you just have to take it all in focus for your, for your event during your competition, but outside of that, take in the experience because it's unlike anything that you may have experienced before. Right. And I, a lot of these athletes, they're going on to represent Canada at the world level, but outside of that, not everybody can continue on to that level, but you know, what are some of the things that the athletes get out of this experience that they'll carry with them when they leave the games? Like I say, you're, you're there with thousands of, of athletes and volunteers and coaches and, and mission staff, and you get to meet these people and hopefully you carry on a connection with a lot of these people and, you know, friends and, and mentors and you learn how to win and lose. And as you know, it's, you don't just win and lose in sports, you win and lose 
in all areas of life. So learning how to deal with these experiences in, in through sport, you can take that and apply it to so many places uh, and experiences in our lives and uh, people you meet, the experiences you have, hopefully uh, no matter what you choose to do after you get to go to these games, you can take bits and pieces and apply it to whatever you choose to do. That's right. That's right. It's always a question you're going to hear in job interviews. Did you play sports? Were you involved in it? Because it is one of our first experiences with leadership. And like you said, challenges and struggles that require work to get through. You know, if if there was athletes that were thinking about competing or think they had a chance to competing and it's a little bit, we're still four years out, but what would you, what would you tell them in prep and, and why they should pursue this goal? The Canada games is for you know young athletes under 18 under 17 athletes and uh, depending on the sport and uh, it's for for a lot of us it's probably our first major goal that we have to make it to the Canada Games and you know just setting a goal for yourself not knowing if you're going to achieve it or not it's 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 taking a risk and the uncertainty is there but you you still this is your goal. You're going to train as hard as you can. And, and, you know, taking that risk is, isn't an easy thing to do. And uh, so, you know, whether or not you actually make it there, it's not about that. It's about the fact that you took the risk. You weren't sure you worked hard, you know, you worked with your coaches, you stayed focused along that journey to get there. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, that, that is, that is what the whole Canada games journey is about. Just, taking that risk, maybe getting out of your comfort zone, working hard towards something that uh, it doesn't matter if you make it or not, you're still going to get so much out of it. But, you know, there's way more to like the opportunity to represent your province, represent your family, your friends and, and your supporters at such an amazing event in the Canada games. And, uh, you know, like I said, it's, it's Canada's, it's Canada's version of the Olympics. It's, Mm -hmm. uh, the whole country coming together for, for sport. And, uh, and it's really quite, quite the, the journey. That's amazing. And, you know, uh, one more thing, I guess it's really important on our side of things being a wellness show. You said that you've worked with sports psychologists, you've been in the gym, you learned how to eat right. How does that help you later on in your life when it comes to all the other aspects of health that you're going to be facing? Absolutely. And, and Mike, I think that's, uh, I always find a difference if I miss a day at the gym or if I'm at the cabin for a week and, uh, you know, I miss a, bit, a week at the gym and I come back and, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing. I don't think we understand how wellness and how being physically fit, how eating right and how having this healthy routine affects our everyday life. You know, you come back from a week off and then you're going to work or you're going to school and you feel tired or you, you can't get up as early as you normally would. And it's, uh, it's amazing how much these uh, routines and attitudes and practices that sport inspires. And like you said earlier, where sport is kind of at this age, one of the first real avenues we have to uh, expose ourselves to these kind of routines. And, uh, and it's really a great habit to get into. And I, I find that, uh, you know, wh- who knows when, curling or any kind of sport. I think I'll sports will always be a huge part of my life, but even just the, the routines and habits that we develop because of sport at this age, they'll do wonders for us uh, throughout our life. That's right. That's right. When you graduate with your business degree and you're in that world, you're going to love having that relaxing part of the day when you go for your exercise routine. Nathan, thank you so much for taking the time today, sharing your experience and hopefully inspiring all the next generation of Canada Games athletes that are coming up to this province. Thanks for being here today. 
Thank you, Mike. And I know that we, uh, you know, we have a such a great team on the 20, planning for the 2025 Canada Games, and uh, you know, for, especially for our Newfoundland athletes looking towards that games now, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a pretty special event to be able to compete at this event in Newfoundland, Labrador. It's, uh, we're very excited for it. Excellent, excellent. Well, I'll see you there. Thank you, Mike. Thank you to all my guests this week that took the time to join us and give us the scoop on the upcoming Canada Games in 2025. We'll all have the chance to check out baseball games, golfing, soccer, track and field, and so many more sports. As the games approach, you'll hear more from Sport NL, the City of St. John's, and the province, so stay tuned. Also, there'll be a need for a lot of volunteers, so keep an eye out for those opportunities as well. Next week, we'll be chatting about the new budget here in Newfoundland and Labrador with another visit from Premier Fury and from Minister Hagee. They run us through the many health initiatives which have been added this year, including tax credits around physical activity participation, the sugary beverage tax, support for mental health, and what we're doing for our senior population here in the province to keep them well. It's a great episode and one we should all hear as we look to improve the health of our province. Well, that's our show this week. I'm your host, Dr. Mike Wall. We'll see you back here next week for another episode of the Wellness and Healthy Lifestyle Show on your VOCM.